Chris Beardshaw. I'm a landscape and garden designer and consultant, and my connection with the RNLI is, well, I'm a diver, so um, obviously seen the RNLI in action, but also I'm fortunate enough to have been the designer for the RNLI Chelsea Flower Show Garden in 2022. One of the things that is, I think, extraordinary about being close to the water is that feeling that you're in, it's, it's a, a magical environment, but I always felt as though I was just borrowing the opportunity to be in that environment, especially when you're diving. You know, there's something about just kind of slipping beneath the, the waves and the sound quality, the light quality, and of course, everything that's visually uh, available to you is transformed. It's all an alien environment. And so, you know, there's a great deal of love, but also a great deal of respect for that environment. And, and the fact that you, you know, I always felt that that I was there just for a few moments, just briefly, and uh, able to, to, to witness things that, um, that perhaps no one else had ever seen almost inevitably when you you know, spend your life in and around water and in my case as, as, a, as a hobbyist doing a range of activities um, there, there comes a moment when you you can witness um, the RNLI in in action and uh, you know one of those moments for me was I was on a dive boat and one of the party that I was with got into difficulty underwater um, you know, it's a sort of classic tale of somebody doing something that perhaps they hadn't fully rehearsed, they weren't fully practiced with new kit, and um, and it just sort of threw their, their sort of processing. And uh, they got into difficulty, and as a consequence, uh, we, we saw the RNLI in, in action. And, uh, you know, it was it is an extraordinary experience because there is a sense of... I suppose when you when you, you know when you see that boat coming towards you, and um, the professionalism with which the situation is uh, handled, and the whole scenario, um, and we were experienced divers, you know, rescue divers and first aid divers and so on, and um, the the way in which that situation changes from being really quite dramatic to bizarrely really calm and just under control. And, and that is, is something that, you know, you re- very rarely get to experience in life. The, the, almost that kind of, you know, wave of, um, of talent that comes towards you that just takes control of the situation. And, and as, a, as a consequence, um, you know, that particular individual was, uh, was able to, uh, you know, dive again, which is, which is fantastic. But, yeah, extraordinary to see. One of the things that perhaps people ask is, is you know, why as a as a garden designer and landscape consultant, I'm I'm involved with the RNLI, and and I'd always always wanted to do something that was uh, in a way giving back to the organisation. One of the things that we did many years ago was to um, to redesign the RNLI garden at the National Memorial Arboretum. Um, I was then fortunate enough because of my connections with the RNLI to be offered the opportunity to have a rose named after me, which the proceeds of which, when it was sold, um, uh, went back to the RNLI. And, um, and then quite fortuitously, I came across um, a, a member of the organization and we talked about 
the contribution that gardens can make in terms of just having a very broad appeal. And of course, many of the people who support the RNLI are also really keen gardeners. And so that sort of logical crossover between Chelsea Flower Show, using that as a platform, as a foundation to, to advertise and, and to, to inform what the organisation um, is, is about to a wider audience. Um, but the challenge of, of bringing that to fruition, the fact that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a charity, it can't just spend money on, on creating a, a garden at Chelsea Flower Show, which you know, inevitably comes with, with quite a high price tag. And so um, after many years of doing show gardens, I think we've done, what, 14 now, uh, through the through the decades, um, we'd pretty much decided that we weren't going to do any more. And then uh, a group of individuals called Project Giving Back came along and, in fact, asked me if if I'd like to do a garden for a charity, and uh, it, they would fund entirely that particular venture. They just wanted to give the charity a platform, and the question was, did I have any thoughts on which? charity I wanted to support and of course there was no hesitation in in my mind it's the, the sort of beautiful opportunity to to bring that garden to to life and to give the RNLI an opportunity to to tell on a very open stage to tell as many people as possible you know three million people watching on on the tv and the tens of thousands that visit the show um, to tell people what they do and for people to meet the volunteers, you know, so often what we see is either somebody collecting at the coast or we see um, those sort of donations and uh, information coming through the post. But, um, you know, to be able to stand on a garden which reflects in its narrative the history of the RNLI, uh, to be able to stand and, and talk to members of the public about gardens and about what the RNLI stands for as an organisation was, was just magical. It was, it was just uh, simply the best experience, really, and the best opportunity. One of the challenges, of course, of creating a, a garden at Chelsea Flower Show that, that genuinely reflects the RNLI is, is how do you start that, that narrative process? How do you develop a narrative? You know, a, a garden tells a story or can tell a story, and, and I very firmly believe that my job as a designer is to to gently tease out the threads of the organization and to weave those threads into a narrative which is first of all a beautiful garden and secondly for those who are able to access the garden allow the garden to tell a story so we started to look back in the history of the RNLI, going right back to, to its formation, to the, the style of architecture that was popular at the day, to the individuals and the, the motifs that were, that were used, that kind of initial um, rallying cry, if you like, um, of, of the RNLI, which got them that, uh, that royal support. Um, right up to, you know, the sort of representation of, of coastal landscapes, the way in which we, we chose the stone. The stone, in fact, was from uh, just down the road from the RLI headquarters down in on the south coast there. The alignment of that stone, the, the way in which we selected plants, which were, they, you know, without wishing to be rude to the plants, they were sort of ordinary plants. Um, doing extraordinary things. And that was a phrase that came out when we, we sat with the crews uh, to, to try and tap into, you know, why, why volunteers do what they do and what does the organisation stand for for them? Uh, and that, that sense of, um, you know, I think the phrase was ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And so to be able to flip that into, into plants and create a, a robust and resilient, a fabulous 
community of planting that in a way reflects um, that that sort of community spirit that that all of the volunteers and all of the team have so you know there's lots of different threads woven through um, but first and foremost it had to be a beautiful garden and it had to be positive it had to tell the story of the way in which the organization transforms lives in such a positive way um, and of course there are some very poignant moments too one of the crew members that we spoke to said that you know that there is there's a moment after you've been out on a shout when you know you may have been heading out into the darkness into the unknown and you make the the rescue perhaps and then the boat turns around and you head for home and he spoke very eloquently about the importance of light and seeing the light of land seeing the light of harbor and the significance of that in terms of the the way in which that it's almost a sort of comfort blanket coming back in you know you 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 know that it's a job well done and you know that you're safe on your return and so hanging a light at the back of the garden in the georgian style um but just visible through the canopy of the of the vegetation as that reminder that um, you know when we when we turn and head for home um, there is that sort of constant beacon that constant warmth and reassurance from the light One of the things that we decided very early on in the, the, the process of designing the garden is that it had to say much more than um, perhaps what is the sort of obvious reaction to, to designing a garden for the RNLI. You know, so I think somebody uh, in very early on in the process said, is this going to be a, a sort of an old lifeboat pulled up on a beach with a bit of damp seaweed hanging over and all? Uh, and we said, absolutely not. You know, the, a garden is much more sophisticated. The, the organisation is much more complex. We watched and filmed a boat being launched down the ramp and as it hit the water, we plotted the bow wave and the curvature of that bow wave as the, 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 um, the surf rolls back, follows the line of the hull and then resumes its position behind the transom. That curvature was the perfect curvature when mirrored and then slightly misaligned for the curvature of the path. So everything in the garden had a story. It's, it was, you could look at anything and say, well, why that? And we were able to say, ah. That's great. Thank you for asking. This is why. And, and so the garden became a real talking point. And, and, you know, I think that the volunteers, were, they were pretty hoarse at the end of the, at the, end of the week, which is, which is great. But so much positivity from everyone who was viewing the garden, um, not just for the garden, but more importantly, for the organisation and what all those volunteers do. And uh, my hope was that as designers and as the creators of the garden, that the garden did the organisation justice. And that was, that was all we asked for, really, that we wanted, in a way, to, to, for our garden to reflect the importance and the professionalism of the organisation. And it, if it achieved that, then, then we would consider um, it, would, it would be a good, uh, a good job done. And so, uh, you know, you, you try not to look at the medals when they come out uh, in terms of, you know, sometimes we're disappointed. Um, however... Uh, the RLI Garden in uh, in uh, 2022 was awarded a gold medal at Chelsea Flower Show, the best flower show in the world. Um, you know, for my mind, um, the best volunteer organisation in the world. It's uh, very fitting. Well, there were a few tears shed uh, when we when we got that gold medal because it 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 was important for me to to just 
you know, get it right, really. And, and to, well, as I say, to reflect everyone who gives so much to the organisation and has given through the years so much to the organisation. And uh, we only got one chance at, uh, at, at the, that gold medal. So when they handed the gold medal out, and in fact, when I was able to give the actual gold medal, because what most people don't realise is that when you win a gold at Chelsea, the, the charity or the, 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 uh, the recipient of the gold medal um, is awarded a Royal Horticultural Society um, gold medal. It's a little bit like a kind of, um, you know, a chocolate coin. And I went to the, um, the RLI um, AGM uh, just uh, a few months ago, actually, uh, and was able to award the official RHS gold medal to uh, the the RLI there, and and that's that was a really that was a really proud moment for me um, to 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 be able to recognise um, and for everyone in that room and everyone on that call, um, you know, all those people watching and listening to the AGM, to to encourage them to think what had been achieved, what that represented. And, um, and, and to say thank you. Hello, it's Eleanor Hooker here. I'm a volunteer on Loch Derg Lifeboat. You've been listening to part of the Ornalize 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to ornalize.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the Ornalize wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.